I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. <laughs> Attack ships on fire off the shoulder of Orion. I watched sea beams glitter in the dark near the ten house gate. All those moments will be lost in time. Like tears. And uh, today's episode will be brought to you by the letter uh, G uh, for Gene Steeler Call. So today we will be going over the, uh, well, Gene Steeler Calls and basically primarily and only for uh, Kill Team because I don't play 40k Harley and or anymore. So, uh, this will be coming from the new White Dwarf-ish, new-ish White Dwarf. Uh, this will be from White Dwarf 472. And this is the new Kill Team rules for using... Uh, Gene Steely Cult's Wormblade and uh, your teams of 40k. <coughs> Excuse me, sinus is suck, blah blah blah. I kind of recorded this already, so I should have some um, experience on this. My uh, laptop froze up. I know I'm always blaming that damn thing, but it is what it is. Truth is truth. Um, I uh, have a new microphone again. My son donated me a Yeti microphone it's nice blue it takes up a big chunk of my desk and um yeah got myself an airbrush so i've been practicing with that all the zenith highlighting and all that good stuff that comes along with it uh so that's been pretty cool so i've been practicing on some um clones for uh, star wars and or kill team proxies so that's pretty cool and plus they're freaking star wars clones and stormtroopers so what else do you need i mean it's Wars, man. Star Wars. Uh, that being said, it's pretty cute airbrush. Um, it's, uh, well, of course, it's handheld. They're all handheld, but the compressor can be handheld as well. I uh, did some research on different ones, and this one seemed have some pretty good reviews. I watched this guy's video. I try to remember to post links in the show notes. And uh, so you can check out his video. He does it a lot more better than I will. So, that being said, I have an airbrush now, so that's been pretty dang cool. Things have been coming out nice, um, getting better with that. Um, and, um, yeah, I've been, I've had to rearrange my Genius Dealers a little bit. Not too much, the, um, the new Wormblade Kill Team hasn't really, uh, messed up my old, um, Kill Team that I've had before. It's not like I had a lot to begin with. I was just running what came out of the first um, Kill Team box because, well, I had them and, well, I liked the, the minor workers because, well, 
Go Union. I'm a union rep with local two Teamsters, local 214. You know, so that's pretty cool. Um, so that's what it is. So I thought, you know, the Gene Steelers were pretty cool, and I fell in love with uh, the box set Stars on uh, uh, Stars Disciples. So I went with that. Um, the new Kill Team came on. Then it came out. Then I found out that Starring was a special character, and I was like, oh poop. I didn't like the whole aspect of that in Kill Teams, but I was like, well, at least I use him for something else. Really liked the way he looked, blah, da, da. So he went aside and everything, then they changed Kill Team, and well, I was just like, well, thinking to myself, well, maybe one day they'll do something cool with um, Genius Dealer Cults again, and Maybe I'll be able to use the models I've already painted. If not, they could go on eBay for eBay trade or something, trade or something like that, right? So um, then um, White Dwarf started doing these um, army lists and stuff, and I was just like, first one showed up. It was the uh, Warp Coven, and I was just like, ooh, this is pretty cool, and this plays a lot better. It looks cooler than the Compendium. Then uh, I was playing around with the uh, Battle Scribe. Then I saw the Mechanicus one out. And I was like, whoa, well, this is pretty cool because, I mean, although, I mean, it wasn't leaps and bounds uh, horribly a lot better than the Compendium. It was different and cool. Then came this, and it was just like, holy shit. This is what it's about, boys and girls. This took the old Compendium Gene Stealer cult list, crumbled it up, made it into cylindrical-type formation, and yeah, I can tell you what all did to it. I'll let you use your imagination. But let me just tell you. I used to have two taglines for the show. First one. I mean, one. It used to be, if you're not having fun, stop playing the game. Second one is actually comes along with that. And it's just like, if things are going well for your new toys, don't be a dick about it. So even though you're having fun. So that was mine. So I put together... Uh, Wormblade kill team, and it wasn't very hard for what I had. Um, I proxied one model ish, yeah, because um, there was one model I didn't have, and I bought one model because I liked the way it looked, and I didn't know what to do with it yet. And I'll get there when the time comes, and um, be honest with you, I have to give it to uh, Games Workshop for uh, finally pulling their heads out their asses to make a, a very nice competitive if not overpowered kill team that I think is very playable and um, hopefully we see more of them in the future and they um, it kind of scares me if they ever do anything for the marines because the marines are their uh, bread and butter I think and when it happens it's going to happen with force and everyone else is better clench their butt cheeks and run for the hills I suppose so let's go ahead and go into what we're looking at with a worm worm blade I think is what it's called so a worm blade kill team so uh, it doesn't have cool stories into it so much as the um the mechanicus one did but oh well can't have everything first of all we have what you can have in the, in the kill team First of all, you get yourself a leader, and this leader is going to be free. It's going to be a neophyte leader, and you're going to get two options to take him. He's going to um, he's going to have the following with one of the following op options: he have auto gun or shotgun. 
or he can have a mastercrafted auto pistol, boat pistol, or web pistol with a chain sword, power maul, or power pick. My choice of weaponry right there was the power pick and the um, mastercrafted auto uh, was the mastercrafted uh, boat pistol because that's what I already equipped mine with a year or so ago. So it's just what it is. Alright, now you can have 13, I read them, read them, 13 operatives. So, if you wanted to uh, just min-max, you can have 14 sides kill team if you'd like. So, we'll go ahead, um, they kind of like split this up weird, so let's go ahead and go through down the list how to put. You can have yourself a Kelomorph. I stopped there, boys and girls. It allows me to play my old model, Starn. Let's take a moment in silence. Alright, Stan, it's beautiful. I'm not gonna never gonna play the game without him. Simple as that. You can have locusts. So I'm trying to figure out what the fuck is a locust. So I never heard of this model before. Not a big tyrant I don't follow tyrannids too much to know what some of these models are. Unfortunately, a kelomorph and a locust count as two models. So taking a model count down thirteen to nine. Now if you think about it. Is that nine? Eleven. Eleven. Eleven, actually, yeah. Okay. You can have yourself, um, Neophyte Brood, adapts these are your little guys and run around doing their own little thing. Uh, they're equipped with a gun butt and one of the following options. Auto gun or shotgun. It's really a choice of what you want. If you want range, go auto gun. If you want standard 3-3 attack, shotgun. Unfortunately, we didn't know this was going to happen if you've already put the models together so I went I have two with us you know I unfortunately have some way shotguns this is just the way they are I'm not modeling new guys you have yourself a neophyte gunner he's gonna have um, if you have one of these we have an okay all these guys can have gun butts so I'm not gonna read I'm not gonna say it but he can have a flamer you can have a neophyte gunner with a grenade launcher as choice I have also I have one with a flamer you can have a neophyte gunner with weather you have a neophyte heavy gunner with a stubber, with, with heavy stubber. That's one I modeled my, mine with, so he was in my kill team. You have a neophyte heavy gunner with a mining laser. You have a heavy neophyte heavy gunner with a seismic cannon. Uh, mine has a mining, I think mine has a mining laser, so that's what I left him with. You have a neophyte icon bearer, which is, uh, he gave one of the following options. Auto gun or shotgun. That's what it is. Uh, you can have a Sanctus Sniper or Sanctus Talon. This is essentially the same freaking model whether you want a sword or a sniper rifle on him. I do not own this guy. This is where I did my proxying. At first, I proxied the Locust. And the, my proxy was the um, the one from the Tyranid um, set that they put out. I forgot. Oh, and the Custodes. I like the Ensemble model, like a lot. So I bought that model, and I told myself, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep my options open. So, I basically what I did is I put a, ripped off an arm, put a big sword in her arm, and I glued a giant freaking, um, space marine, a primary space marine sniper rifle to her back. So at any given time, I could have a model that could be either. The, um, the Sanctus Sniper or the Sanctus Talon. In all actuality, 
I'm going to cut down the sword a little bit. Maybe it's too big, but she's probably going to be the sniper, most parts, because the locust is freaking psycho. So, that being said, I did buy a locust model. Okay. Other than brood adepts, though, your kill team can only include each operative once. And your kill team can only include two gunner op operatives and up to two heavy gunner operatives and up to two call agent operatives. So, most of the times you're going to see two agents, two gunners, two heavy gunners. So, they'll be counts as two for agents. So, that'll be two. You're going to have two guys. So, you're going to have two agents, two gunners, two heavy gunners, standard bearer. So, you got what? Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. You're going to have like four regular guys toting around on a leader. So what I had, it works well, and we'll get to why it's not too bad. Now we have some abilities. We have two. We're gonna start backwards on this. We have the, the your specialists have um, the four guys that your account, uh, that your, your, I can't I can't say words today, but I'll work on that. Okay, so you guys that are your operatives have, um, they can't have what items. And they have, um, they gain invuln a 4 plus invuln save. And each time a shooting attack is made against this operative, you roll a dice in the uh, shooting attack phase before rolling the defense dice. If you're in cover, using one of the following. You can retain one additional dice as a successful normal save as a result of cover. Or you can retain one dice as a successful critical save instead of a normal save as a result of cover. Not too bad. Keeping your guy alive a little bit. Now we got our sneaky call ambush thing. This is all your guys can do this. So basically, during the first turning point when this operator is activated, you can do this. You can change its order. The first time this operative performs either a fight or shooting attack in each of its activations, if it is if it is order was changed from conceal to engage during that activation, in the attack roll step of that combat or shooting attack, you can re-roll any or all of the attack dice results of one of his results comes in freaking handy because there's going to be a lot of shenanigans floating around um, of course we have the strategic ploys um, you got the one um, meticulous plan for one CP uh, allows you to have one of your uh, friendly neophyte operatives activated. If it's conceal order, it can perform a mission action point, or uh, action or a pickup action is free. Uh, you got one with the shadows, one CP, until the end of turning point when determining line of sight, an enemy operative to a friendly worm blade operative. If that friendly worm blade operative has a conceal order, line of sight on uh, light terrain is obscuring. Eh, it's handy. It's all about hiding. Uh, weathering ingress it basically gives you a um, it basically lets you ignore a piece of terrain that's with, with the triangle size but my favorite crossfire each time a friendly uh, one to the end of the turning point each time a friendly war uh, worm blade operative makes a shooting attack if the target has not been incapacitated and doesn't have a crossfire token it gains one now, each time a friendly Wormblade operative makes a shooting attack, if the target has a crossfire token, 
In the roll attack step of that shooting action, before rolling your attack, you can retain one as a successful roll, a successful normal without rolling to hit it. Not too bad. Automatic success, bam, bam, bam. And you're going to be a lot of shooting, so why not? It's my favorite. Uh, tactical ploys, you get your slink in the darkness. Um, allows you to go from engage back into conceal. And don't forget, you can do this on first turn. We got your caught ambush. Uh, coiled serpent. Um, let's see. Let's see. Use this tactical ploy when a friendly worm blade operative is activated and its order is changed from concealed to engage, which you'll be doing. Um, the first time this operative performs either fight or shooting action during the activation and attack dice step, okay, you can retain one of your successful normal hits as a critical hit instead. Yes. You can combine it with your caught ambush. Pretty shitty, right? Um, unquestioning loyalty, basically heroic intervention and hiding. It basically allows you to take two guys, set them outside your deployment zone, not inside so many so many squares of the enemy's deployment zone, blah blah blah. CP's already come by. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Now we got our leaders. Now our operatives. Um, well, basically normal. Normal stats here. Uh, we got our leader. We have movement three, three circle, AP two, general activation one, defense three, save five, eight wounds. Uh, weapon's about the same. He's got caught ambush, but he does have ability of shadow vector. Once per turning point, you can use either the slink into darkness or the coiled serpent tactical ploy without spending any command points. If a friendly neophyte operative is visible to this operative, is friendly worm blade operative for that ploy. So I mean, yeah, free CP, not bad. This is money on the next one. This is the Kelomorph. He's got a three movement, three APL, one general action, three defense, four saves, and he's got himself a four plus save, I mean, and nine wounds. He's got his Liberator auto pistols, uh, long range, uh, attacks four, ballistic skill four, three, four damage, penetrating one and rending, short range, five, uh, five for the attack, two, ballistic skill, three, four damage, range is the um, short range um, ruler, penetrating one with rending, he's got knife, he's no gun but on this one, three attacks, three plus, three, four, and rending. He's got the call ambush ability with pre-natural assassin ability. He's got insp heroic inspiration. Uh, if this operative incapacitates an enemy operative into the end of the turning point, it is heroic inspiration. Each time a friendly Wormblade neophyte operative fights in combat or makes a shooting attack, if this operative is a heroic inspiration invisible to and within square of the friendly operative in the attack roll step of that combat or shooting attack you can retain one of your attack results of a five plus that is successful normal as a critical hit instead yeah i think we've seen that with the sisters about oh, with the with the, the new sisters this guy here he has expert gunslinger this operative can perform two shooting actions instead of one. He can perform two shoot actions 
during each of its activations. Hmm. Yes. That's sexy. Yes. Yep. He's packing a punch, boys and girls. For one AP, though, he's got hypersense. The next time this operative performs a shoot action during this activation, for that shooting attack, the short-range profile of his Liberator Auto Stubs gains the indirect no-cover special rule, but loses the penetrating one rending special critical hit rule. I see no wrong in this guy. I love him. Taking him out of the game. And he's, he's awesome. And he's good looking. And for Gene Steeler, cult member, he's A+, plus, man. Neophyte Brood Adept. He's a regular guy. He's general action too, so you do have to generate two of these guys every time you generate. Not a bad thing. Works well with Call Ambush. Not bad at all. Neo neophyte Gunner. Your general stats, same thing with the Neophyte Brood Adept. Nothing big, just he's got the Gunner. Heavy Gunner, same. No special ability, but we come to the Icon Bearer. Um, stats and everything, meh. About the same. He is called Ambush. So do the other guys, may I tell you. Uh, he's got the Icon Bearer, so when determining control of the objective marker, treat this operative's APL characteristic as being one higher. Note that this, says, this is not a modifier. In the Iterative Prey, this is commutative with the Focus Battle Honor. And for unique action, he's got Signal to Strike AP1. Until the end of the turning point, for the purpose of Call Ambush ability, if the operative is visible to and within square of the friendly operative performing the fight or shoot action, you can re-roll any or all of your attack dice instead rather than the attack dice result of one. This operative can perform this action while within engagement range of enemy operatives. So it puts your chance of messing shit up. Now we get the last three operatives. Or the last one, 2.5, I guess. Oh, let's see. Let's break this up a little bit. Yeah, the one gets kind of crap. But we have the Sanctus Sniper. So basically, this guy is a 3 APO, 9 wounds, 4 plus save, 3 movement, 3 defense. He's a sniper, right? Sniper. He's got sniper rifle, 4 attacks with 2 plus weapon, um, ballistic skill, 3 3 damage, heavy, silent, with mortal wounds, 3. He's got caught ambush with pre-natural assassin, but he has unique actions of target vulnerability. 1 AP. Into the end of the activation, the Sanctus Sniper um, rifle for this uh, operative is equipped with gains the lethal 5 plus special rule. So his, um, you know, his uh, chance of mortal, mortal wounding you pops up a little bit. Um, he also has for another AP, he can select one of the enemy operative and then until the turning point, each time this operative makes a shooting attack against the enemy operative, it will do the following. Now, he's got three AP. So in one turn, he's going to do target vulnerability and he's going to do um, familiar soul sight. Third, he's going to shoot you. And when he does this familiar soul sight, the Sanctus Sniper Rifle um, is the Sanctus Sniper Rifle is the operative 
Oh, they got that word right. Okay. Gains no cover special rule for the shooting attack. The enemy operative cannot be obscured for that shooting attack. And areas of smoke cannot prevent the enemy operative from being visible for that shooting attack. So this guy's going to be concealed. This guy's going to be hitting on five pluses. You are not going to get any cover. You're not going to be obscured. And you're not going to get any smoke. And most chances are... There's going to be a lot of mortal wounds hitting you. And I can see that... Um, that banner guy being close to him so we can reroll some of this stuff. So I see a lot of potential of hurt coming your way. I would personally still use the Kelomorph because I like the way he looks. Simple as that. Next up we have the Sanctus Talon. He's got a dagger, um, four attacks, two to hit you, three six damage, lethal plus floor and stun. Um, he's got course to call ambush and a pre-natural assassin. He's got Creeping Shadow, so this operative can perform a charge action while it's in the Conceal Order. Kind of like the other guy can shoot while he's in the Conceal Order. Each time after this operative fights in combat, it can perform a free dash action, regardless of any other actions that it's performed during its activation. And even if it's within engagement range, uh, range of an enemy operative, but it cannot finish that move within the engagement range of an enemy operative. And with familiar soul sight. Select one enemy operative until the end of each turning point. Each time the operative fights in combat with an enemy operative, the Sanctus Bio Dagger, this operative is quit with, gains the brutal and balanced special rules for that combat. Meh, okay. I was like, he's cool, he's cool. I guess he's a really good fighter. If this guy wasn't in the game, and he's the Locust. Um, three movement, three APL, one general action. Uh, defense three, four plus save nine wounds. Call ambush, prenatural assassination. Looks like Barney badass. Um, he's duelist, so each time this operative fights in combat, in the resolved successful hit step of that combat, you can resolve one successful hit before the attacker. If you do so, that successful hit must be used to parry. He's an expert swordsman, so the operative may perform two fight actions during each of its activations. Each time after its operative fights in combat, it can perform a free charge, even if it is done so during its activation, but may only move up to the square. So Kelomorph is shooting twice, this guy's attacking twice, and he's got the Quicksilver Strike as a um, unique action. So one AP for this, but once per turning point when an enemy operative is performing a normal or dash action and it moves within the square of this operative, you can interrupt that action to perform a free action with this operative. It must finish that move's engagement within range of that enemy operative and if this operative has conceal order or change it to engage order to do so. If you do, the enemy operative's action ends without finishing the move and you must then perform a free fight action with this operative against the enemy operative. This action is treated as a fight action for the purposes of action restrictions. Nope, we're fighting, bitch. Simple as that. I mean, this guy's pretty sweet. I mean, I like it. Um, so, a lot of characters. Man, no shit. Three, four characters. Of course, we have their uh, equipment in the, um, the group because I haven't played, um, you know, 
match play or anything. You got your tech ops. Yeah, it's, it's cute little thing. I like it. I like what they've done with it. I hope to see more um, flavor coming out at Chip. I know I haven't done the sisters cover or have I yet. I know I haven't done the towel and we got some Eldar and Chaos coming up and I heard and saw we're going to have some uh, Harlequins coming out too. So more and more and more and more Kill Team coming out and I know I play Malifaux and we're going to go over some Malifaux coming up. I promise. And it will be in the form of the Ortegas with the new Perdita. And I'm going to cover a little bit of Asami because I got Lady Yumi. Yumi or whatever. The centipede lady. I'm excited. I'll be painting her next. So that's going to be it for today before this thing kicks me off again. It's about half an hour. End it with a song and uh, get another one recorded quickly here and uh, talk to you guys soon. Um, that's the end off here. I tried to get a sponsor from Army Pit to do the quick paint they do they no I'm going to do that blah 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 uh, but scale 75 I think I'm going to do it with their um, contrast paintings they seem interested so scale 75 by the way I suppose games workshop they're uh, they don't need anyone because they king of the mountain you know all that stuff uh, if you have any questions concerns comments grapes send them to Sean Hammer at seanhammer9 at yahoo.com um, hope to hear from you soon, and remember, if you're not having fun, stop playing the game. You cry.